Do you want to learn new tricks and be better in bed? Who wouldn't want to be better in bed? I know everyone could use a little improvement. And that's why I love Beducated.com. Beducated is like the Netflix of sex education. Every kind of course on SEX that you can imagine in one place, whether you're single or partnered up or married for a really long time or in a throuple, Beducated has something for you. They have a female orgasm course that teaches women how to have every kind of orgasm. And the great thing about Beducated is you don't just learn by listening. You learn by seeing it all in action, okay? There are videos with real live people so you could watch and follow along. So what are you waiting for? Go join now because there is a huge Black Friday sale and you're gonna get 60% off your annual subscription. So go to beducated.com and use my code anonymous to get 60% off your annual subscription just this month for their Black Friday sale. Use my code anonymous at beducated.com for 60% off your annual subscription or just go to the description, click on the link and your discount is gonna be automatically applied. Go now, because that Black Friday sale ends this month. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Conversations with online strangers. We place ads online. Craigslist is definitely the gift that keeps on giving. Real people respond. You go to Singapore or Thailand. You can't not do it. The temptation is just too much. Real problems. Does your friend know that you're banging her? No, he has no idea. And anything goes. Motto of the show, let your Greek flag fly. Probably the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chain. Here is your host, Kathy. Hey, welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast with Kathy. If you haven't followed me on Instagram or Twitter, follow me at Strict Anonymous. I'm at Strict Anonymous on YouTube as well. Uh, if you are listening on a podcast app, make sure to follow my show, subscribe. If you want to be on the show, it's called Strictly Anonymous because everybody remains anonymous. All the names are fake. All the voices are fake, but the stories are real. If you want to call in because you have like a super interesting, real, secret, naughty life that you live or you know, an open and doesn't have to be secret life, but it's interesting life that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous, you could call into the show. Just send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com and click on be on the show or go to Instagram or Twitter and DM me there at strict anonymous. The quickest way to get me to respond is through the email. You could also call my confessions hotline. That number is 347-420-3579. That is set up for short confessions. If you just want to get something off your back, it's also set up for people to tell me that they want to be on the show and tell me what they want to talk about. But like I said, the quickest way is send me an email. That's the quickest way to get a response from me. Um, but you could call that number 24-7. If you want to call in and talk to me because you're looking for advice, I offer that. It's on the DL. I don't air those episodes. Uh, send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com for information. I charge for that. It's $100, 45 minutes. Typically, people use that option because they want to talk to me about an issue or that they need advice on. And that's a great way to do it. And I love those calls because uh, I love nothing more than to pick apart someone's problem and try to help them with it. So if you have a problem that no one wants to talk to you about or you don't want to talk to anyone about because maybe it's, you know, a secret or whatever, uh, you could call me up. I don't air those episodes. Send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcasts at gmail.com. I'll send you a link to set up. Today is Fetish Fridays and I have on Dean. Dean was a great storyteller. He's one of those guys that just like had the whole story. It's chronological. It's great. It's really interesting because Dean has a, a fetish. We start off talking about that. It's panties and lingerie fetish. He talks about an interesting scenario that happened when he was nine or ten that definitely wired him to be into panties and lingerie and then he talks about all these other things that happened when he was younger especially with his stepsister that furthered 
his lingerie wearing thing, as well as something that him and his wife do now, which is cuckolding. So there's a lot of stuff that happens early on that he talks about that eventually comes back to the story when you hear about like the progression of him and his wife's vanilla life into a like a cuckolding open marriage situation where they are doing all kinds of things. I mean, the story is like super interesting. So like I said, we start off talking about his fetish and his early experiences. He does have this crazy stepsister that you wouldn't believe the shit that went down with her. Uh, he talks about all the places that he stole panties and stuff when he was younger and how he was able to get his rocks off with that. Uh, he does then talk about meeting his wife, how they had a vanilla sex life, and how dirty talk, them talking dirty to each other, led to so much. It led to him admitting that he liked to wear panties. It was kind of like by accident. You'll hear that story. It also, he admitted to her that he had bi fantasies. That's something else that he talks about that happened to him when he was younger, when he started to realize that it was into that. Uh, he also, then they started pegging. Uh, his wife is super interesting. I mean, you won't believe the things that she has set up for him and how she has done it. She set up the pegging scenario. They started pegging. Then uh, they had a threesome with a woman. And then he joined Tinder and she helped him like hook up with a guy. And he had his first experience really hooking up with a guy. It started out his first experience was a BJ on a work trip. And he talks in detail about that. And then his wife admitted to wanting to hook up with another guy and then he set that up and he couldn't have loved that whole scenario more he's a total cuck uh so they love the reclaiming sex she's been with guys they're totally into it um he is eventually uh on his way to maybe and and she's totally into it they have a regular bull that they've hooked up with a couple times they plan on doing even more stuff uh, getting more into the cock fantasies. He talks about it all. It's a really interesting story how it all plays out. He's really good at telling it. So I'm getting, he's sent me pics. So make sure if you want to see them, go to patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. That's patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. All of the links to everything is in the description. I'm going to be right back on with Dean. This is the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Uh, hi, Dean. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous podcast. How are you today? Doing all right, Kathy. How about yourself? I'm good. You cop to the fact that you're like all my other callers and you're like sitting in your car in some parking lot <laughs> ready to divulge it, all your dirty secrets to me. <laughs> so funny. Seems to be a thing to do. Yeah. I mean, years ago, it was only the only thing you found in parking lots were like empty cars or people cheating, you know, having cheating sex. Now you have to add in there people calling into my podcast. <laughs> so fun yeah okay so listen dean you are calling in because you do have a cross-dressing fetish but you also mentioned in your email like this whole other story that i feel like is like could be its own separate thing where your wife kind of caught you and then now you have like this cuckolding thing going on i mean i don't have any more details than that so you're gonna have to tell me your whole story how that kind of ties into the fact that you guys started cuckling is that correct Yes, we actually started. Uh, uh, it's progressing day in and day out. Wow. So. Okay, so let's start first with your cross-dressing fetish. And then, you know, we'll work up to how she caught you and how that led into the cuckolding that you guys are doing now. Because I think that that's interesting. I haven't heard that story before. But let's get into your fetish first. Like, when did you realize you like to cross-dress? And were you, or is it cross? Is it full cross-dressing or is it just panties and stuff like that i mean what it's just like panties and lingerie mm -hmm. uh i've never been into the makeup and and wig sort of thing i am a very masculine guy mm -hmm. so i'd probably look pretty foolish with lipstick and a beard <laughs> but uh <laughs> right it's it definitely the panties and the lingerie stuff mm -hmm. and so when did that and, start uh, for you i don't i want to say i was about nine ten years old and uh staying i was friends you know, like we do at that age. And it was me and one of my friends. I was staying at his house, and we were playing poker. Of course, we didn't know the rules. It was, you know, who had the highest hand. And mm -hmm. uh, we kept making silly bets. And 
one of the bets that I had to lose was whoever lost had to put on his sister's panties. Wow, that's hilarious. And, you know, I did it because I lost, and I was humiliated. But once I put it on, I thought, you know, this isn't bad. This doesn't feel bad. And actually, you know, they, they look nice. Wow. Uh, and in doing that, I started to, you know, feel things change, and he actually noticed it. And I, I was embarrassed. You know, this is, if not the first, it was probably one of the first times I'd gotten an erection. At that young age, you don't know what that is. Yeah, right. And you're getting it in front of your friend while you're wearing his you're sister's right. panties. I mean, oh, my God. Now, now he was about two years older than me, so... You know, being the older friend he was, he decided, you know, he was going to help me out. And he, he explained to me, you know, hey, you know, if you mess with that thing a little bit, it feels really good. Mm-hmm. And so he he kind of demonstrated. And so I started doing it. And uh, I think that's probably where that whole thing with the panty stuff started. You know, it, I heard one of your callers in the past. He talked about, you know, whatever you're, you first see or what you first get involved in, it kind of keeps on recurring and I kind of believe that might have been what happened with me for sure I think those early things get wired into you whatever that is especially if and you're going to tell me if you then went home and continued to when you had an erection to either try on panties and do it at the same time you know to keep recreating that same moment and keep then that would only further that you know did you follow me through my childhood or <laughs> no, this it, is, it seems, uh, it seems like right. you know how this story is going to go. Yeah, of course. That's what, how it does go. Exactly. And, and that's kind of exactly what I think happened. Uh, but going forward, you know, I get back home and like you said, I started playing around in mom's panty drawer and sister's panty drawer and things like that. Trying on different types, different colors. Uh, always make sure that, you know, I rush them to the laundry basket afterwards and tuck them way down deep. You know, the same mistake that all young boys make when they do stuff like that. Let's not wash it. Let's just tuck it in there and hope nobody notices. Yeah. Uh, I don't think anybody, nobody ever said anything to me, so I don't know if anything was noticed or not. Of course, my mom was not the type that would have said anything anyways. Mm-hmm. But, uh, man, fast forward uh, a year or two later, and I found the Holy Grail. I found Dad's uh, porno mag stash. Oh, wow. And that so, is like hitting the lottery. I, People nowadays don't understand. We didn't have the Google or, you know, Pornhub. So finding something like that was like hitting the lottery. Oh, yeah. When you find where that's at, that that's your go-to place. The second that front door shuts with everybody leaving, <laughs> that's where you're headed to. Yeah. But uh, going through those, you know, at first, yeah, I looked through all the Playboys. I was like, hey, this is nice because I I do love women. 100% and uh, a woman's body is something to be admired but as I got further down that stack I got into some more of the hardcore magazines and I started noticing uh, little ads where you'd call in mm-hmm. and some of those ads actually had transsexuals in them oh okay I thought, I thought hold up a minute well, what is this 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 is interesting because they're wearing the stuff that I like to wear they have kind of the same equipment that I have and I think that kind of got my mind thinking, you know, that that might be something I might be interested in. Because, you know, I I see other men and I'm like, that guy is handsome, you know, because I, I can tell, hey, that's a guy that's going to draw the women and stuff like that. But as far as being attracted to men, that's that's not my thing. Mm-hmm. But there are parts of the male anatomy that I am very interested in, which we'll talk about later. Totally. Okay. And you get that with the transsexuals. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, that, that fueled a lot of uh, intimate moments for me growing up and uh, a lot of desires going through those magazines. And then my dad, you know, my mom and dad were divorced, and he got a girlfriend, and his girlfriend had two daughters that were slightly older than me. Mm-hmm. And uh, I got to peruse their painted drawers when they were gone, and they had a little bit skimpier cuts. You know, they had some string bikinis and thongs and things like that. And I, I really had a good time with that. But in that, I did get caught by one of my sisters. 
good news. Strictly Anonymous podcast is looking for people to call into the show. So if you lead an interesting, naughty secret life that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous or not anonymous, if you're out and proud, that's cool too. Send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. That's strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. Or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com and click on be on the show. If you have a short confession that you want to get off your back, call my confessions hotline, 347-420-3579. That's 347-420-3579. You could call that number 24-7. I change all the voices on the confessions too, so you remain anonymous. The number, the website, and the email address will all be in the description. Oh, you're kidding. So, she, yeah, she found a pair of hers in my closet, and I tried to argue that, no, 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 must got mixed up with the laundry. <laughs> but she had remembered putting <laughs> that specific, specific pair back in the drawer right before she left. Right. So what, so, what did know, she I, tell I, your mom or her dad? Uh, she didn't, but we made a deal that I would be her slave going forward. <laughs> so but, like, what kind of slave? Her time to do dishes. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, it, you come time to do dishes. I was the one doing dishes. Uh, Smart. Doing her laundry, I'm going sorry. To fetch her water. There is no way that girl isn't super successful right now. She's a smart bitch. A, because she remembered exactly <laughs> where that thing was and she didn't let you make her believe that she just like forgot. And B, because she made you do all her chores. Oh my God, I'd high five her. How smart. <laughs> Oh, wait till I tell you what else she did to me. Okay. Oh, no. Well, maybe. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, that that went on for a little while. And uh, from time to time, she would think it was funny to put me in a pair of her panties and have me doing things like that. And oh, then, wow. Uh, one time when our parents were gone, it was just me, her there. She said, I'm going to go out to the pool and swim because we have a little pool out back. And I said, okay. She's like, well, you ought to come with me. And. This was, uh, she forced me to wear one of her bikinis to go out there. And this is my first time going outside the house wearing anything like that. We had no fence around us. That was a terrifying moment. At that time, I was about 14, I believe. Oh, my God. How old was she? Uh, she would have been 16 at the time. Okay. So she's, and now is she getting off on, because this is your stepsister, right? Is she getting right. off on, like, humiliating you? I think so. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's exactly what it was. Uh, and, you know, we never, we were close. We were very close, actually, you know, with all this stuff going on. Uh, there was, at one point in time, shortly after that, she was talking, she was a very promiscuous young woman, and she was talking about all the different partners she'd had, all that stuff. She asked me if I'd had any, and I told her no. And she said, well, you, you need to know how, you know, what areas to please a woman and so she actually gave me a little anatomy lesson. By like right showing you, know, she, you her shit? Yeah, she showed me. She said, so this is where the clit is, and you will have to know this. Oh and she's like, you know, you, women like to be touched here and here. And the entire time, I had a raging erection. Wow. Like if, if she'd have just closed her eyes for a second, I would have been all... And I could have had a lot more exciting story to tell you had that had happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she didn't go, she didn't like cross those boundaries or lines or anything. I mean, do you think she knew what she was doing? Absolutely. Right. She absolutely knew what she was doing. Right. Mm -hmm. So there would be times, you know, she'd come home home drunk, climb in her window, and she would holler for me to come. She'd say, help me get my jeans off, help me get my shirt off. She knew what she was doing. Oh yeah, yeah. She the smart ones at their mouth. Yeah, she was. Yeah, she was. Twi- <laughs> she was a smart and twisted. <laughs> but uh, you know, I think about after. See, shortly after anatomy lesson, maybe five, six months. Her, her mom, and my dad got divorced, so we kind of didn't see each other for a while. Now we actually live in the same small town of about three or four hundred people, so we see each other on a regular basis, and nothing's ever said, but. It's awkward. Uh, after that, uh, I think the next thing to be talked about is at 17 years old, whenever I lost my virginity, it was mm-hmm. actually in a threesome. You're kidding. How did so, that happen? Yeah. Well, uh, I got sent away to a boy's home because I was causing a little bit of trouble. 
And every so often they'd let us boys go back to our normal homes on the weekends. And one weekend I brought one of my friends home with me from that boy's home. And he was staying there at the house with me. We went out to a house party and we were at that house party. He noticed one of the girls I used to go to school with and he kept trying and trying and trying to sleep with her. And she wasn't giving the time of day. And uh, me being full of liquid courage, having no idea what I was doing, I said, hey, you want me to show you how this is done? He said, sure. So I walked up to her and I said, hey, I'm tired of beating around the bush. Let's go fuck. Right. And she said, okay. And she grabbed me by the arm, started dragging me down the hallway. Well, he comes tagging along. He's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. I, I wanted that. I wanted that. She said, you can come too. So we go back there and I'm thinking to myself, all right, you're about to lose your virginity, but your buddy's going to be right here in the room with you. Uh, it ended up with, you know, me on top, pounding away mercilessly, like I have no idea what's going on. And she was giving him a hand job at the same time. But that was my first actual sexual experience with somebody else, was a threesome with my best friend and some girl I knew from school. Oh, yeah, that's going <clears> to... <throat> I think something like that, you know, is probably... A reason why you eventually wind up in a little bit of a cuck situation <laughs> you know you that three there's a three yeah. there's a you know it's triangular <laughs> yeah i mean that, that's that's what i was brought in that's kind of what you're inducted into so that's I, what you're like hey this is yeah this is that's and that's how you lost your virginity yeah you know unfortunately they can't all be threesome so i had to go through a spell there it was just me and one other person that was great too but i always kind of thought you know it'd be be nice to get back to that yeah yeah yeah. i could imagine because you it's like you started at the top of the mountain <laughs> and then I, yeah, go I, down. I, I just i just lucked out there somehow i don't i have no idea how that line worked and i promise you i've used it many times and it has never worked since yeah but, yeah no that's not like a common thing that happens I, I think it's just a little bit too much drinking and a little bit too much smoking going on and inhibitions were gone yeah yeah totally okay so you lose your virginity you have that threesome now during all this time where you're still secretly wearing panties and stuff at home i was uh now when i went to the boys home obviously there wasn't a whole lot of opportunity for that mm -hmm. uh, so i had a spell there where i was not able to it lasted for about a year maybe a little bit more uh but shortly after leaving that boys home I enlisted in the in the army, and one thing about the army is, is when you go in as a single soldier, eventually you're going to be living in barracks with other people. And I happened to luck out and get uh, sent into some co-ed barracks mm -hmm. where there's several uh, rooms that have women in them. Oh wow! And we had a shared laundry facility. Mm hmm So I'm guessing you can see kind of where where this is going. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that was when like I, the perfect, yeah, I'm surprised that they had, they had co-ed scenarios like that, or it wasn't like you were in the rooms. It was just that it was the, in the building co-ed. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah. The same building. It's kind of set up like an apartment, you yeah, know, yeah, there's yeah. several different rooms, mm -hmm. uh, all that stuff, but there's a one laundry room that everybody shared. Right. And so when, when it finally clicked, I'm like, Hey, wait a minute. <laughs> you know, I, I have a buffet down here I can pick from. Oh my goodness. You, you know, I, I know I've talked to several other people before they're into panties and all that stuff. A lot of them, they really get off on the act of stealing them. Yeah. That wasn't my thing. I stole them because I was too big of a sissy go buy them myself. Yeah, there was an Amazon and, uh, at that time. It was hard to get your hands on stuff. Right. Yeah, uh-huh. If you looked at my Amazon shop list, <laughs> you would swear up and down it was a woman. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so funny. Your orders. <laughs> But, uh, you know, in, in the barracks, I shared a room with one other guy, and uh, I wore panties the vast majority of the time that I was in. But I, I did a good job at keeping those hidden, you know, by wearing shorts over them and things like that. Mm -hmm. uh, now, the way our rooms were situated, I was on one side, he was on the other, it was kind of offset. There was one night where I was laying there, and I was awake. You couldn't really see because the lights were off. He was laying in bed, and his light was on. And I actually got to watch him pleasure himself while I was there. Oh, wow. And that really that really got the wheels turning. Here I am laying in bed, wearing these pants he's unaware of, and I'm watching him pleasant himself. He can't see me, but I can see him because of the light of the TV. And I really got to think, I'm like, you know, I could help him with that. Right. But I, I, I still didn't have the, the nerves to do it. Mm-hmm.
going forward next next thing uh i'm out and i'm working kind of in the oil field stuff and uh i'm have to go do my laundry at laundry mats all the time i'm living in an rv at the time uh i don't really have any family or anything like that and again working at uh, going that laundromat gives me more opportunity to increase my collection even more mm-hmm. so you know this is two or three years after i'm out in the military all those paintings are long gone and they don't even fit me anymore because obviously you gain weight once you get out of there. Yeah. So I start finding more and more there. And I actually had a woman that she saw me walking out with panties in my hands. I had nothing else in my hands but panties and the laundry thing. And I thought for sure she was going to dime me out on it. Yeah. What'd she say? Uh, she just kind of, kind of gave me a strange look and I ducked my head down and I, I hushed, hurried out and from then on, every time I saw that laundromat, I left. Regardless of where I was in my laundry, halfway through pulling the detergent, I left out of there. Right. Because the shame was pretty, pretty large. Mm-hmm. But uh, while I was working there, I ended up meeting my wife. Uh, we ended up getting married, and she actually lived, from out of, lived out of town. So I'm still living in the RV, working out of town, doing all that stuff, but I'm married to her. And we're we're married. We have we have a good marriage, great sex life, nothing kinky going on at all. Vanilla. You know, it's it's your normal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's your it's normal. You know, husband and wife. You know, hey, we'll do doggy style this time. Her on top, but nothing other other than that. One thing to note that might play into the cuckoo thing is I'm when I met her, she was a stripper. Mm-hmm. So. And I, I think that that might have played in that as well, because as much as I enjoy going and paying for those $20 table dances and lap dances from her, I also thoroughly enjoyed watching her give those to other men. Right. And that's, I mean, that definitely is a, a cue that you dig that, because a lot of guys could not handle that. Right. And, and I ate it up every time I saw it. We, we actually made a small business out of it in the fact that because I was her boyfriend, I was safe. Mm-hmm. So whenever I, when I would come in, all the other strippers can come talk to me, joke with me, not worry about me hitting on them or doing anything like that. And while they were all occupied talking with me and, you know, we're joking, have a good time, my girlfriend was out getting all these lap dances because everybody else was feeling neglected. Oh, my God. Hilarious. And, so in turn, she would pay for my entry, pay for me to have a bottomless beer mug so I can drink all the beer I want all night. I'm surrounded by strippers. I'm living living <laughs> my best life. <laughs> and she's making a lot of cash. Yeah, she did that. But after we got married, she quit stripping. She started working several other little jobs, stuff. And I'm living out of town in the RV. She's at home. You know, we're doing the whole dirty talk thing. And Skype had just come out. So we're trying through the grainy video message and stuff like that to have our fun. It, it was as you probably know, very hard back then mm-hmm. when Skype was first coming out. But in doing all that stuff, the dirty talk, talk, dirty talk really started to pick up. Um, it, it started talking about having another woman with us. Then it got to, well, let's have another couple with us. And then, oh, let's have a man with us. Oh, well, then you can help service the man. And then the man's going to do you, and I'm going to doll you up, and the man's going to do and all this stuff kept coming up and growing, growing, growing. So finally, I told her, I said, "Well, you, you know, I have a thing for panties." Mm-hmm. And you could have heard her jaw hit the ground. She had no idea. Oh, why did you think that she and did? The, just because the way that I did nothing to make the conversation progress, but kept progressing and progressing and progressing to the point where she said, "I'm going to get you dolled up and let him ha- let a." guy have his way with you so you thought like, that was her saying that she knew you didn't think that she was just pulling that out of the yeah hat. oh okay uh-huh yeah that's why i said i think i was caught at that point in time because <laughs> yeah i was like oh crap she she must have seen him when i had him hidden in the camper she come to visit or something like that yeah yeah so you know i, I come clean i'm like well, you know i have a thing for panties and all that stuff and so that really opened our conversation up about what are we into mm-hmm and at first, you know, she didn't have any real kinks to uh, to let loose. She's like, you know, I, I don't really have anything like that. She said, she told me, she said, I used to be a lesbian, but, you know, now I'm not. But, you know, I still find women attractive. And, but she had nothing on the level that I did. Then talked to her, you know, I said, you know, 
I think I have kind of bi tendencies. Uh, I haven't turned on by transsexuals and things like that. You know, I hadn't done anything up to this point, really. And so she brought up the idea of, well, have you heard of pegging? Because in all this, throughout this conversation that happened over weeks, she had been researching. She said, well, have you heard of pegging? I said, no. So she explained it to me. I'm like, yes, we need to do this. Yeah. We need to do this now. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's pretty so, amazing, though, if you think about it. I mean, just for people listening, that here you were like a very vanilla couple, and it was really the dirty talking and that really helped get you guys to admit stuff that you were into that you were not admitting before. It really goes to show that communicating and maybe in a, like a dirty kind of way while you're having sex is a great time to let that stuff out and it really can lead to then living out your stuff in real life. Fantasizing well, we, we're with both partners. Firm, we're both firm believer, believers that some stuff you stay when you're in the heat of passion it's just fancy. It's not something yeah. you want to act out or you intend to act out. Mm -hmm. But it is something that warrants further discussion on down the road. Yeah. And so when we're in the heat of the moment, we're going to say, what are we thinking? What, you know, what's going through our minds? And as we get done, let's go back. Oh, hey, so you mentioned this. Is that something you want to try? Mm -hmm. And how, do, how would you like to see it go down? So those lines of communication are very open between us. You know, we've had some of that stuff that has started out as, that's a hard no. There's no way it's going to happen. Mm -hmm. But as it progresses, it's like, you know, I know we said we'd not do this, but I'm kind of thinking it might be something worth trying. Interesting. Now she knows what you're into, the dressing up. Obviously, she's into it, too, on some level because you guys are playing together. And now she brought up pegging. You're like, let's effing do it. So you guys start pegging? Yes. Yeah, so, uh, I, you know, I told her, I said, yes, we need, we need to do this. Mm -hmm. And she said, you know, how would you like, like it to happen? And I said, uh, well, I don't want to know that it's going to happen. Oh, interesting. I want it to kind of be, I want it to be sprung on me, like mm -hmm. almost forced. Mm -hmm. And she said, that's fine. She said, I'll handle everything. And she said, you know, do you want the panty play and all that stuff involved in it? I said, yes, a hundred percent. I want the panty play, lingerie play, uh, Pegging, all that stuff to be a part of it. I said, oral, everything. Mm -hmm. And uh, a couple weeks later, I finally get a few days off. I go to visit at go visit at the house, and I show up. I walk in. She says, get upstairs, get changed, or take a shower, and get changed. I'll lay your clothes out on the bed for you. I thought, that's odd. I never got any commands like that, but okay. So I went upstairs. I'm taking a shower and everything. As I come out, there lay a nice little pink thong bodysuit on the bed with a butt plug and she says put this in and put these on oh wow wow okay mm -hmm. here we go <laughs> i guess is it so i i wrestle the bodysuit on and i am a, a larger frame guy I'm, I'm into power lifting and things like that so it doesn't fit really well but i i get it on i put the butt plug in i sheepishly kind of walk downstairs and she is down there decked out in black leather with about an eight-inch pink strap-on on. I thought, oh, wow. oh, God, that's a lot bigger than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> and it, it, it was pretty intimidating. I'm thinking, you know, a little bitty beginner's thing. No, this thing, it was, like I said, it ain't eight inches, and it was pretty girthy. It was pretty massive. Yeah. And I thought, there's no way this is going to happen. And I think she could see the look in my face. She said, don't worry, I'm going to take care of you. And she did. She led me to our downstairs bedroom, and she used other toys and things like that to get me relaxed and ready. Um, she actually had me on my knees, servicing the strap on with my mouth for a little while, and I thought, man, this is incredibly hot. Mm -hmm. And I kind of impressed myself, too, for somebody that never done anything like that before. I'm like, I don't know why women complain so much. This isn't so bad. <laughs> right. But, uh you know, then she started getting me ready with her toys and everything. And man, the, the first time she penetrated with it, I was in heaven. I absolutely loved it. And that became a, a regular thing, not with all the theatrics involved in it, but a regular thing where once or twice a month, we would, I would be surprised with, Hey, you know, go get your bodysuit on. And I knew whenever it come time to put that on, I knew what that meant. Right. So that's kind of what got us 
got us going into the pegging thing. And during the pegging, obviously, there's a lot of dirty talk in there. Um, there are other toys involved where, you know, she she had a dildo such a cup to the headboard and had that in my mouth while she was behind me thrusting. And that was incredibly hot. Uh, at, at no time did I really feel like a woman, but the feeling of the lingerie and stuff like that and being used like I've seen women used in porn and things like that, I found that incredibly hot right. going through that and being in that position. I also think so, maybe because, you know, were you turned on when your stepsister used to dress you up and make you go, you know, swim with her and all that shit? Were those times like highly charged sexual experiences for you? Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, so I would think, you know, there you are again dressed up, but now you get to, like, actually fuck the girl, you know? <laughs> yeah, it, it, just the thought of dressing up and somebody else seeing me like that, seeing me vulnerable like that. Yeah. Because, like I said, in my in my day-to-day life, I present as a very masculine, very dominant person. Mm-hmm. So being able to flip that switch and be totally the opposite, I think it's kind of a... I don't, I don't know if it's relaxing or it's just, it's a calming thing for it's me. It's a release. To Absolutely. Be able to flip that. Yeah. yeah. In the BDSM world, a lot of times, you know, you, you find that who's the submissive going to meet the dominatrix in the dungeon? It's the CEO. It's not, you know, the, it's not the, the guy that's working for the CEO. It's the CEO. He, that's the way he gets all that shit off his back is to be the exact opposite because it's, there's a lot of stress being that alpha person. So a lot of times the alpha, it, the, you know, that it, when it comes to that time, it's the people typically switch to the opposite of what they are. I think that's kind kind of the only rub that we have in our marriage is because we're so both so alpha and dominant during the day in our occupations and things that we do that we both at nighttime are like, I want to be submissive. So sometimes, you know, I will allow her to be submissive at mm-hmm. night and sometimes she'll allow me to. And we kind of have to we have to balance that. And sometimes we find find ourselves out of balance there. Yeah, and that's we have interesting. To sit down and have a conversation and be like, it's mm-hmm. it's been a little while since You've kind of just taken charge, so your turn. <laughs> but, but uh, yeah, th- we did that. Like I said, a couple times a month, and more, uh, a few months after that, she texted me. She said, "Hey, I got a question." I said, "Okay, what is it?" She said, "Well, you texted me, wanted me to come over. She's been drinking and she's lonely." I said, "What do you mean she's lonely?" She said, "She wants me to sleep with her." Wait, who's this girl? Said, her friend or someone? It's her best friend that lives next door to us. Okay, so she's like, she wants me to sleep with her, like somehow? Yeah. Okay. She's having trouble with her husband and frustrated, and I guess they've been talking, and she invited my wife over to sleep with her. Mm-hmm. Because she knew my wife used to be a lesbian, and she wanted to experience that. So she, she messaged me, she's like, hey, what do you think about this? I'm like, absolutely take pictures. <laughs> I want to see this. <laughs> right. And so they do. And I, I still have the pictures this day, and I love love looking at it every time I see them. But my wife started to feel some guilt from that because, you know, now we're stepping outside the marriage. Right. And, and this I, is like the first said, time. Don't worry. Right. Mm-hmm. I said, don't worry about it. I told you it's okay. I wouldn't say it was okay. I would tell you if I'm not okay with that. Yeah. And we, we discussed it quite a bit, and she said, well, have you ever stepped outside marriage? I said, you're all the woman I could ever want. I have no desire to step outside. You fulfill everything I need from a woman. Right. And then she brought the fact, you keep saying from a woman. And I thought, uh-oh, I know where this is going. So she said, what about a man? Do you want to step outside the marriage with an- with another man? I said, oh, well, you know, I've, I've thought about fooling around with guys and stuff like that. She said, I can make it happen. And I, I was terrified when she said, oh, this is not going to end well. Why? Well, Why do you feel that out, way? Well, I didn't want to be thought of as gay. Okay. Mm-hmm. I didn't want somebody to say, oh, you know, he's gay. I, I'm from a very conservative state, and I know that other areas, there's a lot more open stuff like that, but still here, especially in the town that I live in, if people find out you're gay, it's they go to the other side of the street, you're walking down the street and things like that. Right, okay. Mm-hmm. So... In my in my profession, I'd be blackballed and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she said I can make that happen. 
So I finally said, okay, how? And she informed me that her friend, who she had just hooked up with, son was gay. Now, okay. my wife's about 10 years older than me. Her friend's a little older than that. So I'm actually pretty close to her son's age. I've been about four years of her son's age. And she said, I can hook you up with him. Oh, my goodness. This, thought, is so this is so incestuous. I thought, this is kind of weird. You know, you hooked up with his mom. You want me to hook up with him? I said, well, I'll, I'll talk to him. We'll see. So we, we chatted a little bit, and uh, we exchanged some pictures and stuff like that. I never just could quite bring myself to do it. And I explained that to her. She said, well, if you're ever ready, just let me know, and we'll we'll work something out. But uh, we moved off. Really, we haven't talked to either one of them in years or anything like that. And there's really been, only been that one episode between her and her friend friend next door in that right there. Mm-hmm. But that kind of starts in the going outside the marriage looking for pleasure. Yeah. Now, in the exchange in pictures, I did find that I do like to show off for other men, especially in the panties and the lingerie and things like that. I like to to know that they're getting off on what I'm showing them. Mm-hmm. So I found the world of Chatterbait and uh, other websites and stuff like that where you can video chat yeah. with other guys. And I got in that video chat, and I was pretty heavy in that. I mean, I was spending probably four or five hours a week video chatting guys, and I never got myself off doing that, but I would do things to help get them off, mm-hmm. you know, being dressed up, playing with toys and things like that. Um, she was aware of that. She was okay with it. It was kind of a safe release for that side of me. Right. Uh, we started talking about, you know, you, she told me you can have some, uh, a male partner if you want to. And she told me about this app called Grinder. I'm sure you've heard of it. Mm-hmm. She said, get on there, see what you can find. So I spent a lot of time on Grinder talking to a lot of guys, stuff like that. But uh, there are just a lot of flakes on there that, for lack of a better term, they're looking for pictures and things like that. Mm-hmm. So we didn't have any, any luck for a long time. Until I am sitting out of town for a seminar with the job I was working with. And I'm staying at this hotel out of town. I've been out of town for about a week. And it was two days before I got ready to leave. And while we're sitting at that seminar, I heard a tone go off on somebody's phone. Only place I've ever heard this tone before is on the Grinder app. <laughs> right. And that light bulb goes off my head. I'm like, wait a minute. This, this could be hot. Mm-hmm. This could be fun. So later that night, I called my wife and said, hey, you'll never believe what happened to me. And I told her. And she said, you have to hook up with him. So, no, no. Now, this guy works in the same industry I do, but we all come from all over the U.S., so chance of me ever seeing him again were nil. Right. And she, she finally talked me into it. She said, no, you need I, – I told her, I said, well, if I'm going to do something with a guy, you know, I want to be dressed up. She, said, she actually Googled the closest adult store for me. She said, here's one two miles from you. Go get you some lingerie. Message that guy. Get your freak on. Mm-hmm. Wow. So I did exactly as she told me to. I walked to the lingerie shop. Now, this is my first time ever buying women's garments for myself. Uh, I was kind of sheepishly looking through the, the racks, things like that. And the clerk came over and said, can I help you with something? I was like, it's for my wife. She said, okay, I don't care. <laughs> I said, well, she's plus size. She said, how much plus size? I kind of looked at myself. I said, kind of like me. She said, gotcha. And so she walked me over to the correct track so I could find something that I wanted. <laughs> and I got me a little blue teddy with stockings and all that stuff. You know, shaking, put my car in the machine, and I got out of there as fast as I could. I uh, went back to the room, got on grinder, and I thought, man, how am I going to know which guy this is? Luckily, there are only three guys within a thousand feet of me on grinder, so I messaged all three of them. Right. Started sending them pictures. As I got their names, I took because they only get you only get first names on there for safety. Mm-hmm. As they got their names, I took the roster from the class, yeah, match it with the name, and try try to see if I can see any pictures where I can match something up. Uh-huh. And this guy happened to have a picture of a Navy flag on his grinder and on his Facebook. He also had a pic, same picture of the Navy flag. So I said, that's the guy. Wow. That was a good detective. So work. I was, I was, 
Oh yeah, I, I'm good at it. Yeah. So I was able to figure out who this guy was. Mm-hmm. I did not tell him who I was, but I, we chatted back and forth. And he 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 wanted to at first. He then he was back and forth, back and forth. Finally, I told him, I said, "Look, no strings attached. I'll walk in. Let me go to your bathroom, change. I'll come in. I'll service you. I'll leave. No harm, no foul. No words have to be spoken." Mm-hmm. So he finally said, "Okay." So I go down there. As he opens the door, he sees me. He's like. Oh, my God. Because he recognizes me from the, the class we were in. Yeah. I said, don't worry. I said, don't worry about it. Go lay on the bed. So he went on to bed, and I got changed. And I got to suck my first cock that night. First time and in real life. I, yeah, and mm-hmm. I enjoyed it very much. Mm-hmm. And he, he enjoyed it, too. He told me, he's like, are you sure this is your first time? I said, it's my first time on a real one. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, but we had we had a lot of fun with that, you know. He took some time and kind of explored my body while I was wearing lingerie. He told me, he's like, you know, I've never seen a man in lingerie before. And I said, well, I've never let a man see me in lingerie before, but uh, he let me suck him off. And I swallowed again, like one of your past uh, people talked about. I don't know why men, women complain about that. It's not that bad. It goes right down the throat. Yeah, so, I, I'm, I'm right there with you. <laughs> but uh, then I, I left. You know, we didn't hardly say anything after I left. Next day, we're in class. We hardly make eye contact. It's like nothing's happened or anything like that. But come lunchtime, I got a message. Again, I'm like, yeah, let's go. <laughs> so we left left to lunch everybody, go to his room, and we do it again. The exact same thing. And it, it was uh, just as hot as the first time, maybe even more so because we had to go back to the class. And the entire time, I'm thinking, man, I hope my breath doesn't smell like his cock. Right. This would be bad. But uh, told my wa- told my wife about all that stuff, and uh, she found it very hot. She was upset that I did not take any pictures. But I told her about it, and she said, "Well, did you bottom for him?" I said, "No, no, that's I don't want to do that." She said, "Well, you enjoy pegging. You should try the bottom." I said, "I don't know about that. You know, I enjoy the pegging because you're there and the domination part of it and all that stuff." She said, okay, yeah, we'll see. I get home a few days later, and when I get home, there's an Amazon box sitting on the bed. Inside that Amazon box is one of the little fucking machines that you hook a dildo to. Mm-hmm. I told her, I said, what is this? She said, that's for you. <laughs> I said, okay, I thought, I don't know how to use this or what to do with it. She said, oh, yeah, you do. And that box sat in the closet for a few weeks before I finally decided to pull it out. And since I have almost worn it out, mm-hmm. so that's one of the great greatest inventions ever. What so is it like? The Sibian? Like vi- it's not a Sibian. It's it's a, got little suction cups on it, and you you kind of adjusted the height you want, and you put whatever attachment you want on the end of it, and it just in and out, in and out for you. You can adjust the speed and things like that. Mm-hmm. So it's a uh, uh, it's not something you ride on or anything like that. Uh, but as long as those suction cups hold, it'll It'll give you hours and hours of pleasure. Right. I know that from experience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think that after that first time of me stepping out, that kind of opened her, opened her up to the idea of hot wifing because we had or cuckolding because we had talked about this before a little bit. We had kind of looked around, but always got cold feet. Mm-hmm. And I think if she wasn't real sure how I would take it if we actually did it. So after all this, uh, we start really earnestly looking for a bull for her. So I told her, I would really like for you to experience that. Mm-hmm. Not only would that pleasure me to know you're getting pleasure, it'd make me feel a little bit better about stepping out as well. Right. Uh, we, after a lot of vetting, a lot of talking to guys, we finally found one. One thing we were concerned about, we wanted somebody that was either single or if they were married their spouse knew about it we didn't want any drama and we found this guy and he assures his spouse knew about it and everything but when it come time for the hotel and all that stuff he's like well i can't put that on my card i tell you what you pay for on your card i'll pay you back my half in cash and i told him this sounds iffy she's like he's hot i want to do it anyways Mm -hmm. okay let's go ahead and do it so i was gone out of town again but she told me she said Hey, he's free this day. I'm free this day. Call and get us a hotel. 
So she actually made me call and get the hotel and pay for the hotel for him, which is another aspect I found really hot in the whole thing. Here I am setting up a room for my wife to get fucked by another man. Right. Mm-hmm. And so she she goes to the room. She sends me a picture of her laying on the bed. I get a text message a few minutes later saying he's knocking at the door, and all of a sudden, nothing. I get ghosted. She turns off location on her phone, everything. What? And after, yeah, after about two hours, I just kind of start panicking. I'm like, does something happen to her? I sent her with a pistol and everything, you know, in case there are creepers oh, out there. Oh, my God, people. But I, <laughs> I start thinking, did something happen? Why did she turn off her location? And uh, finally, she called me. She said, I'm done. I said, are you okay? She said, yeah. I said, well, why was your location turned off? Why wasn't I able to get a hold of you? Why haven't you been texting or calling? She said, because I was fucking another man and you didn't need to know about it. Wow. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. So she she told me she did that just for the sole purpose of keeping me in suspense as to what was going on. She yeah. said, because I knew you would be checking my location every five minutes, which she was right. I was. <laughs> I, wanted, I wanted to know exactly how long it took. And I got home two days later. She refused to talk about it until I got home. I got home two days later, and she gave me the, the very a very small list of details as far as what happened. Yes, she did or on him. Yes, there was kissing, uh, the pos- different positions and all that stuff. But when it come down to me asking the question, well, did you come? She would not answer it. She would not answer that question regardless. How come? I said, well, I need to know. Yeah. I, di- I didn't know at first. Mm-hmm. But w- what she told me, she said she wanted to keep a little bit of that to herself. I said, well, that's that's something we need to discuss because I want us to be a harmless, open and honest. And later on, she she admits me. She said I didn't come with him. She said I couldn't because of the nurse. She said but I didn't want to tell you that because I didn't want you to think that I didn't enjoy it because I did enjoy it. Right. Mm-hmm. Which I I still don't understand how women can have sex, not have an orgasm, and enjoy it. But I I guess that's the female anatomy. I guess that's the way it works. No, I don't think so. I don't agree with that either. But people have told me I'm very wrong about that. So whatever. I'm I'm right there with you. I mean, to me, if I'm having sex, I have to have an orgasm or I feel like it did, you know, it wasn't, It I didn't have, you know, I didn't get accomplished what I set out to get accomplished. Like for me, that's the end, you know? So I don't know. But I'm it's supposedly like, wrong. It's like baking like a cake and not eating it, right? Yeah, I don't get it. I don't get it. And I always have an orgasm every single time I fool around someone. I, you know, that's the way it goes. So I don't understand it. But other people uh that are very into sex people that will tell me that i'm wrong and will say what you just said which is that you know that's those women could be completely pleasured and have a great time but not have an orgasm but anyway go on <laughs> all right uh so that led to some incredible sex with us i mean probably the hottest sex we've ever had in our marriage mm-hmm. me knowing that i'm entering her and having recently been used and that another man had been there, and this this opportunity was me to kind of demonstrate that, yes, you did that, but you're mine. Yeah. You're always going to be mine. I don't think a lot of people realize that reclamation period afterwards is so intense. A lot of people talk about it. Yeah, a lot of people talk about the reclaiming, that that's a big part of it. It, it, There's something in the the man's mind where it's, he has to, reestablish dominance over that female body. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and that led to several weeks of very hot sex for us. And, you know, we talked about it every time we did it. Right. Uh, but we went and we took a couple weeks, uh, actually about two months there, and we discussed it very in depth. How did we feel? Have our feelings changed at all? Are we still comfortable with it? We want to do it again? Not so much. A different guy, all that stuff. And we ultimately decided that we both enjoy it very much. Uh, we enjoy how it happened with me getting the hotel and all that stuff. And uh, she did enjoy it with that guy. He's a safe guy. We don't want a ton of partners involved in our marriage. So we decided we're going to go back with that same guy again. Mm-hmm. Uh, we reached out th- to him. Uh, it's actually through Reddit was the, the uh, web page we used. Didn't get a response. So we reached out to a couple other guys we talked to in the past, kind of vetted that were backups before. And there was one guy that he was like, yeah, yeah, I'm down. So my wife said, hey, this is the day I'm free. This is the time. Are you free? 
and he ghosts us. Like, What's going on? You know, it's it shouldn't be this hard for me to let other men sleep with my wife. Yeah, if I right? had known this was a lifestyle when I was single, I would have been all over this. Mm-hmm. But then all of a sudden, we get a message on there from an ad we put on a long time ago. Didn't recognize the name, and it says, "Hey, stranger, do we know you?" And he sends his fake picture. It's the same guy from the first time. He just has a different account. Oh, wow. <laughs> and we, and we were like, awesome. Yeah. So we told him, we were like, hey, you know, we thought maybe you didn't think she was a good lay or something because you ghosted us before. He's like, oh, no, I lost access to that account. This is my new account. And, I, and he said, well, I didn't think you guys only think because you hadn't talked to me in a couple months. So, oh, well, it took us time to process because our first time. Mm-hmm. We're like, yeah, well, you know, we're looking for a second. He was like, yeah, when and where I'll be there. So we set up the second time, same thing. Uh, I was gone out of town, uh, coming back that night, actually. I set up the motel for him, uh, sent the information to him. She went up there, she sent me the picture before of her dressed in the bed, texted me whenever he called or knocked on the door. And so I thought, okay, here's my next two or three hours sitting here waiting. Mm-hmm. About 15 minutes later, I get a picture of her sucking his cock. I'm like, whoa, I wasn't expecting this. Because I joked, I said, I want pictures this time. She's like, yeah, right, you ain't getting no pictures. And I got that picture, I'm like, whoa. Yeah, your wife's hot. She really knows how to change things up and do things without you realizing it. And, you know, she's always throwing in surprises. She's got a good imagination. You know, she knows how to, she, like, knows what she's doing. A few minutes later, I get a a video message. I open it up, it's just a black screen. Mm -hmm. As I turn the volume up. She is moaning. She had the the phone down on the bed where you can't record anything, just recording the audio. And I hear her mo- moaning, you know, sc- screaming, oh fuck God. me, fuck me, fuck me. I'm about to come. I thought, oh, my God, this is the hottest thing ever. Because mm-hmm. I've heard my wife say that before, but never for another man. Right. And then when I hear him talking to her, I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm going to lose it right here. Yeah. You no, know, it's a tall time. I'm sitting behind my desk. I'm looking through the windows thinking, man, would anybody notice if I just maybe rub one out real quick? But uh, she sent that and then nothing else the rest of the time until they're done. She called me when they're done. And she said, did you get that picture in that video? I said, yeah, the video didn't have an actual video. It was audio. She said, I know. I said, what do you mean? You know, she said, you don't need to see it. I said, you're killing me. You know, <laughs> I, I want to see this. <laughs> yeah. So she, she sent me a short little 10-second clip he had taken of her after he had used her. So, I mean, he had just got done with the deed. She's bent over the bed. He takes a video and everything shows that she has just been used and gives her a little smack on the ass. And I was like, I'm coming home right now. Wow. So I take off driving down the highway, speeding, trying to get home as fast as I can. I walk in, we don't say hardly three words to each other. I pick her up, we go back to the bedroom, and again, the reclamation sex was incredible. Mm -hmm. Then I find out there's almost 40 minutes of video she took, but she went through and edited the certain parts out she wanted me to see. Yeah. Finally, I got the full video, and I got to watch it, and this was about six, seven months ago. I have watched that video at least 200 times wow. since I've seen it. Saw it the first time. It's like your favorite porn. So it's something about something about watching your woman do that. Right. She she is my favorite porn star. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's nobody compared to that. Mm-hmm. So we, uh, we've been talking to the bull a little bit more. Actually, we had a conversation this morning with him about meeting up later this week and now they're wanting to, me to get involved in it. Uh, part of the thing is I have to be locked in a chastity cage and I'd have to be in lingerie to be there. It's How much I'm com- going to be involved. It's all coming together. Everything that you've ever been into is all integrating into one. <laughs> You're able to I, be I know, exactly right? who you are. You got it all. You're about to have it all, <laughs> right? It's crazy. George, George Lucas couldn't write a movie better than this. I promise <laughs> I, you. I know. Totally. Uh, we don't know exactly how I'm going to be involved. Uh, there's been discussion. You know, I told him I would like to prepare him orally for her. I would like to guide him into her and uh, definitely perform clean up afterwards. Uh, he has expressed that he would like to 
take her annually? And she said, absolutely not, but I have somebody that's willing to step up if you need that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure she's talking about me, so that might be a thing. Yeah. But that's something we have on the horizon. Now, I have had a, have had a few more blowjobs I've been able to give through Grinder, And actually, since my email I sent you about two days ago, I got the bottom for the first time. So oh, that was kidding. an experience. Yeah, it mm-hmm. was... Uh, it wasn't exactly what I was expecting. Uh, called a guy over. I was going to wear lingerie. I was going to service him with my mouth. And I explained to him, I was like, eventually I like the bottom, but you know, I want to meet the right guy and I want to be sure it vibes there and I feel safe and all that stuff because it is a it is a big step. Yeah. And uh, it started out just like we had talked about, me blowing him in lingerie and all that stuff. And then he started talking about gay massage porn. I was like, yeah, I've always loved gay massage porn. That's one of the things I like to watch. I said, but I always envision myself being, you know, the guy getting his back rubbed, all that stuff. And then the masseuse starts, you know, exploring with his hands. And next thing you know, he's taking full advantage of the guy he was massaging. He was like, yeah, we can do that. So I stripped lingerie off real quick. So this is going to be my first time with another man, not wearing lingerie, just straight man on man, two hairy guys doing their thing. Right. I'm laying on my stomach. He's rubbing my shoulders and my arms, all that stuff. And then he does this kind of strange thing where he lays down on my i'm on my stomach he's laid down with his stomach to my back and his the penis is right in between my butt crack he starts kind of thrusting right there in between my butt crack i'm like man that feels pretty good i'm not gonna lie and he starts biting on my neck and stuff like that and then he starts all the name calling stuff and i'm really into the name calling degrading you know Mm -hmm. so so he started doing all that stuff and finally i I cracked. I said, did you bring condom? Did you bring loop? He said, absolutely. Are you sure? I said, yeah. So he went and got those and we argued back and forth about what would be the best position and everything. We finally figured it out and I was kind of underwhelmed. It lasted all of about a minute and a half. And I was like, this is how women feel. <laughs> you know, I, I get it. Mm-hmm. So, but I can say I experienced now. I enjoyed it, and uh, maybe something we can do further down the road with the bull that we have. Right. It sounds like it's going in that direction. And like I said, it's interesting because it's on the table that you you might also be able to include the other big part of you, which is you know the the lingerie and the panties, all that stuff. It's like everything that you've ever been into and wired, you know, <laughs> when you were little all coming to a head. I want to ask you a quick question. Do you, does your wife know that yep. you're calling into the show or is this, are you doing this on the DL? And I asked because if she knew I'd be like, Oh, let's get some pics of her. Like how hot is she? I don't know. I always think strippers are always, you know, really good looking. I just don't know. Am I wrong? I don't know. Yeah. She, she knows that I'm calling in the show. I asked her, I said, do you want to call in with me? She said, absolutely not. No, that's okay. I but said, okay. Yeah. Uh, she, uh, I might be able to talk some picture out of her. But if you want to, if she's interested, if you want to. Also for you, I have like a cross-dressing tier where like I would put like if you want to send in because I was always just getting pictures of the females, you know, but like why not get pictures of the guys, especially, you know, you dress up and stuff. So if you also want to send in a pic, I think people would be interested in just seeing, you know, anonymous pics and also R-rated pics or PG-rated pics, nothing X-rated. I always say, like, no dicks in the pic, no if it's females, no tits or anything. I don't show stuff like that. But sexy pics and what guys send in is just sometimes just like a body shot. So I think what would be interesting for your pics is because you talk about how big you are and masculine and here you are switching sometimes so it is like what it what does that guy look like as a guy regularly you know and maybe you have a, want to send in a pic of you dressed up I don't know that's your thing um, but if you want to send in a couple pics to go with this whole story that would be great if not that's totally fine and if you want to include one of your girl let me know and then if you do I'll put it in the intro and if you don't I won't include it it's totally cool also, I'll, I'll think on it for sure because I, I like showing off, even though I, I feel like I look kind of ridiculous. But I'll, I'll, I like showing off for other people for sure. All right. Well, uh, Dean, thanks so much for calling in and sharing your story. It's it is a interesting story that just got, you know progressed more and more, and I think a lot of guys that are listening are going to be very jealous that you've been able to be 
out and about living out all of your fantasies with your girl, you know, consensually, uh, like I said, uh, very openly. Uh, that's awesome. I appreciate you letting me share it, and uh, I look forward to seeing where it goes, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be great. Thanks so much for calling in. Thank you. Thanks, Dean. Bye. Bye. everyone. Thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode. If you want to follow the show, follow me at Strict Anonymous on Instagram or Twitter. That's at Strict Anonymous. If you are on YouTube, make sure to subscribe. I love YouTube as a platform for my show because people comment there and I try to reply back to every single person who posts a comment. So even if you're not listening on YouTube and you want to talk about the show, go to my YouTube channel, subscribe, like, and share my videos. It's Strictly Anonymous Podcast. If you want to sign up for my Patreon, on my Patreon, you are not only supporting my show, but you will get these episodes early, ad-free, and you get to see anonymous pics of my guests. Most of the girls send in anonymous pics and some of the guys send in anonymous pics. So if you want to see anonymous pics of my guests as well as support my show and get these episodes early and ad-free, sign up for my Patreon, patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. That's patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. The link is also in the description below. Thanks so much for listening. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous.